Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Self-Love for Breakfast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. Hello. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about failure. Um, Yeah, we're just going to talk about failure today. I actually, I wanted to know, I asked my Instagram um, today, you won't be hearing this until it'll be a few weeks. So this is still very fresh in my world. And that's why I wanted to speak to it while it was still very fresh in my world. Um, But, you know, I asked my Instagram today, Have you ever experienced a coach or business owner publicly talking about a failed launch, tough time, or a similar situation while they were in it? In it, not just like well after the fact. And I mean like a year later, you know, like, oh man, last year I had such a tough time or, you know, my very first launch sucked and all of this. And meanwhile, they're doing like, you know, multi-six, seven figures, whatever. And you're like, okay, but (laughs) why are you telling me about this now? So I just had a pretty big failure and I want to tell you guys about it now. And even, you know, before I get into that, I'll just say, here's the thing. When you're a business owner or a coach or, you know, it's like a vulnerable space to be in, you know, you're relying on other people essentially to be successful. Like you have yourself, you know, but you've got to communicate the value that you offer People have to, it has to resonate with people and they have to be like, yes, I'm in, let's go, right? I mean, that was true for Rebellia. I had to not only buy cute stuff, I had to price it correctly, right? Too low, people think you're cheap as shit and probably shipping from China. Um, Too high, people are like, oh gosh, that's so, you know, and they're like, you have to like find a good sweet spot, not in general, but for your particular customer. I mean, there are people out there buying multi-thousand dollar dresses, right? Like there's a market for everything, but knowing who your market is, is a big important part. And with that said, there were several times in Rebellia where I would be so excited about a launch. Um, One time in particular, there was, um, it was around Black Friday. I don't think it was actually Black Friday. It was close to it, I think. Maybe it was that week. Um, and we were doing this lounge drop, loungewear drop. I had just spent a week writing at a cabin for my book that still is very, very not done. <laughs> and I was driving back, and, and this was around the time that the drop would happen. And it was horrific. Like it was, it was like, oh my God, what a miss, right? Like, I could not even believe how bad the sales were. Like we hadn't had a week that bad or a drop that bad in like well over a year. Like it was, what is happening? I was hysterically laughing like for, I don't know, like a solid hour of this car ride. I was messaging, you know, Cassie back and forth, my my employee, and we're just messaging back and forth and she's like, oh my God, this is what is happening. This is awful. This is awful. And I'm like, this is the most horrid thing. Like, I can't even, like, I can't. 
And I was just so like, <laughs> like I just couldn't stop laughing um, because I was in like utter shock. And, you know, what I came to realize is that, you know, our customer, their needs changed over time. And there were some things that they would, you know, they'd buy a crop top if it looked like this, but not if it looked like that. And in the winter time, you know, they were not desiring to wear cute little crop um, pajama outfits, loungewear outfits, right? They were like, no, it's cold. And I'm thinking like, my customers are hot. Like my customers are so confident. They look amazing in everything that they wear. Every time they post their pictures, I'm obsessed with them. Like they're going to love this loungewear. They're going to be like baking cookies or like snuggling up and watching movies in these like hot like sets. Okay. And these little crops that like, they're not super crop top. They were like a little bit cropped, you know? And then like these really comfy pants, the fabrics were incredible. Like it was such high quality. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. It's so good. And no one fucking wanted it. No one wanted it. I don't even think I've told this story. Um, (laughs) you know, I think I like alluded to it, like maybe in the weeks following, like you guys really didn't like that shit, did you? You know? Um, And I think I asked like my VIP customers, my closest customers, just kind of like, what's the deal? And they all were like, you know, crop tops, it's cold outside, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're not supposed to wear this to take out the trash. Like you're supposed to, but they didn't get it. That was the thing, right? And, And so while that sucked, it was like a learning experience, right? Like really understand and know what your customer actually wants. And then also know that sometimes you're gonna think you're hitting a home run and it's and it's not, and it's you're striking out. And that's okay. We struck out hard with that collection. <sighs> we did. And and honestly, I think, you know, having so many failures, because Rebellia was like an up and down roller coaster, um, has really prepared me now, you know, for to be full blown in my coaching business. Of course, I've had plenty of people say no, you know, in the first year. I don't look at that as a failure because um, it's not really about me. When someone says no, it's not really about me. Even if they don't think I'm a good fit for them, it's not really about me. And I'm able to get that and understand that. So yeah, in the past, there's definitely been times where I hadn't just come out and been super open and vocal, but for the most part, like pretty transparent about how hard it was to run a business and like, you know, the obstacles that we faced and things like that of that nature. Um, and I totally sympathize and empathize with other business owners who who keep these things close to the vest because, dude, like you're literally putting your heart on a plate a lot of the times, especially if you're really passionate about your business, um, you know, especially in the coaching space because you're the one delivering all of it. Um, you know, you're putting your heart on a plate and you're like handing it to someone and you're giving them a knife and you're like, stab it if you don't like it, <laughs> you know? It's not like you're just kind of, it's not really detached. It's not as easy as like clothing um, to be like, well, they just didn't like that piece of clothing. It starts to feel more personal, like they just don't like me, you know? And again, like you could still be a boutique owner and be like, they don't like my taste, you know? So I understand why people don't just tell about it. Not only that, but also like, it's really hard to communicate when something went wrong or when you're in the thick of it and to, and to have the perspective to share in a way that's not very negative and demoralizing. Um, it's, and, and like where you're not trying to get sympathy, right? Like one of the things I hate when I am expressing like something that went wrong or something I'm struggling with, is like, I don't need the pep talk. I don't need someone to be like, you've got this girl or 
you know, like, um, hugs, like, I don't, I don't need that for me personally. Like, that's just not, um, it's just not what I need. Right. Like I just need to like, okay, take a step back, figure it out, move on. Um, and when I share it, I don't share it coming from the place of like, I want you to sympathize with me or, or empathize with me. I come from the place of like, this could help you. I'm sharing this for one reason and one reason alone. This could be helpful to you in some way. If you can relate it to your life and find it helpful, then it's worth sharing. I'm not sharing it for me ever. Um, and so I think that's why a lot of like business owners um, and coaches maybe not share when they're in the thick of their shit is because it's a very vulnerable place to be in and it's really hard to communicate it. So I'll just say that. I would like to see more people do it, you know, and just be more upfront about like how things are going. But I understand, you know, a lot of the times perception is everything. Um, I know a couple people personally and, you know, just seeing how they put out there, like they've got the smoke, the mirrors, the bells, the whistles, and like a lot of the things that they do and say could very well be very true, but there's also an element of like fantasy involved and like magic and mystique, right? Like that's what, that, that, that contributes to them being successful is having it appear as though they are massively successful and that brings in more people um, to help create that success for them. And that's cool. I mean, I personally don't have a problem with that. You know, like I don't think we need to lay out 100% of what's going on in our business all the time. I don't, I don't think that's what needs to happen, you know, and obviously we don't want to be blatantly lying to people, but I think it's totally fine to not always talk about things, especially, you know, shit goes wrong because it sucks to be coming from that place. (sighs) So with that, I'm about five days out from this, you guys. So the reason why I'm sharing is because I'm still very much in this. Like I'm still feeling it. I'm still in it. And I want to share from this place, not from a place two months from now, six months from now or next year, like, oh man, you know, this happened last year. I want to talk about it right now. And I, and I feel like I've given myself enough space to do processing where I can really look at it objectively and I can really understand what the fuck actually happened here. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. (laughs) So I recently created a course called Embodiment Baddie. It's a six-week self-study course, okay? Now, I have been one-on-one coaching and I have been group coaching. And I have found myself really loving the teaching element of the group coaching and as well as the transformation element, of course, of that. And it's less energy intensive, of course, like in that time where I am coaching, it's very energy rich and I am like putting out a lot. My output is a lot. But when you have several one-on-one clients, it's like, it can be really, um, you know, energy rich, energy intensive and kind of exhausting because you have multiple people that's multiple hours per week where you're just like output, output, output. Of course I do all the things to take care of myself, resource myself, but still it can just be a lot. And so I realized I can help more people, um, with less energy if I do my group coaching um, and then, you know, I've had some feedback on on different programs. And of course, I, I honestly 100% genuinely feel that if you really feel like a program is for you, you'll figure it the fuck out. Yes. Maybe that's some tough love for me saying that right here, right now. But, you know, if you're like, oh, I don't have the time, honey, you can find the time. Time is so easy to shift around. A lot of the times we're wasting our time on things we don't need to be 
um, or zoning out or doing whatever, scrolling Netflix, there is always time. We can always rearrange our time. So I hear that a lot, okay? Um, I don't know if I can commit and totally valid because like that means you're not ready. That means you're just like not, you're not ready to actually go in on yourself. You have the desire to shift. You have the desire to change. Um, but it's not big enough where you're actually willing to do it. And a lot of people, I see a lot of people stay here in this space. And like a year later, they stare in the same spot. They're like, I don't know if I can come, I'm too busy, da, 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 right? Um, so that there, that's that. And then there's a the financial piece, the investment, right? Transformation is not cheap, Okay, like getting certified and get, not just getting certifications because there's some bullshit certifications out there. Um, and there's also some people who have not done the work on themselves at all. So like, you know, working with them may be cheaper. I don't know. Um, but when you're working with someone who has multiple certifications that have taken them hundreds and hundreds of hours to acquire, uh, when you're working with someone who continues to invest in themselves with mentors, high-level programs, um, and has done the work to do their own healing, right? Like they can only take you as far as they've gone. So if they've done a shitload of healing, like you're in really good hands. And then time, right? Like all time experiences, all of that. So that's a big part of, of the value that you're receiving. You're not just receiving, like we're not just trading for hours here. So a lot of the times, yes, these high level transformative programs are going to be an investment, and a lot of times they're going to be a bigger or the biggest investment you've likely made in yourself. I have done this. <laughs> I have done this. It felt like taking a bullet when I heard how much um, some things cost, but you know what? It was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. I'll figure it out. And so I really believe that whether it comes to time, money, or commitment, you figure it out. If it's something that you desire, you figure it out, okay? Okay. Um, yeah. So that's what I really I really believe about that. Now, hearing that kind of feedback, I thought to myself, okay, well, let's make this easier. Let's make this easy. Let's create a self-studies course that is still freaking awesome, okay? Because I'm putting it out there. I don't put out anything that's crap. I just don't. That is not who I am. It has to be good. And if it's not good enough, I make it better and I continue to make it better. So I created this course Six weeks self-study. So that takes care of the time issue, right? Like you don't have to be present at a certain date and time. But um, the money, the investment issue, it is the lowest cost of, of any of the programs I offer. Boom, done. I always offer payment plans. Boom. So that's there, you know? So now it just has to be like, are you going to commit or not? That's the last thing. So I made this course to not just like appease those pieces, but because I want to help a lot of friggin' people, and I know that my work is incredible, I know it's of the highest service and of the highest good, and I know that anyone who works with me is better for it. Everyone who works with me is better for it, period. So I thought, let's make this easy. Let's, so we can make this so we can help. I can help more people, and I'm not outputting so much energy. I get to like teach and be passionate and record and then people can purchase the course. And if they want to work with me further, they can. So I was really excited about this because I was like, this is like the juiciest, best stuff wrapped up in this little package. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. 
And I did something I don't normally do. I was like, I'm going to host a masterclass, um, something that will like kind of invite people into the work so that they can experience kind of like what I'm talking about, because this is really hard. The work I do is really hard to explain. And I have so many clients who are like, I cannot even explain what you do to people. I try and I just fail miserably, right? Um, Because embodiment work and the work that we do together shifts and changes. It's not, I don't have this like set structure formula, like what comes up comes up and we work through it together, but it's real in-depth internal healing. Um, and it's, and it's beyond just tapping the mindset. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to have a masterclass. I'm going to, I'm going to teach about like the why, like why are, you know, why embodiment work? And then I'm going to like give them a little demo so they can feel it. I showed up for the masterclass and I was just fucking excited. I was so pumped to be there. I was like, this is going to be great. You know, we had like 40 people sign up for it, which, you know, you may be like, that's not a lot. Okay. Um, it, maybe it's not and that's okay. Um, but I was like, cool, you know, like I never really do this kind of thing. And so it's kind of out of the norm. So it's not like people are always used to doing this. So getting 40 people was like pretty rad. Um, and about 20 people showed up, which is, you know, 50%, which is also pretty good. Um, and I was excited. Like, I was like, hell yeah. Like I get to like introduce these people to my work. Like how great is this? How exciting is this? Like the potential transformation, like I could, I could potentially change 20 lives. Right. So I taught and then we, we dipped in, we did a little bit, um, we did a little bit of embody work to like kind of demo and it was really cool. The responses that I got and I was like, they get it. They're totally getting it. Right. And then I, I pitched my program. I talked about embodiment baddie. I talked about like why, you know, it could be good for them, how it's kind of like a dip in the pool. Like if you don't want to commit to a six month program with me, like this is perfect because it's like smaller, low level. And when we ended the call, and this is like, that's the thing. That's kind of where my confidence went from like, am I confident about what I offer? Hell yes. Am I confident about what's packed in the course and the value of it? Hell yes. Am I confident about the work that I do knowing that like I'm the real deal? Hell yes. Do I like selling? No. (laughs) Um, And it's not even like that it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. It's just like not something I'm used to doing essentially, right? Like it's easier to sell an article of clothing. You pop it on your body and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And these are all the things it goes with. And then people are like, I'm buying it, right? And it's just easier as when you're like, hey, I can help you change your life. Here you go. It's just different. Um, and people would rather buy material things than like life-changing. They just would. Like people, a lot of people are not interested in spending money on personal development because they don't, a lot of them don't believe it will work for them. And also I think there are a lot of like, you know, coaches out there who make a lot of promises and don't deliver on those promises. And so, you know, it's kind of murky. I think it's a little murky. So I think like you have to be a hundred percent convinced like that this is the thing in order to like dive in. Um, so after this, after this masterclass, I like, went and got in bed with my husband. We started watching a show and I could just feel my energy like sinking, 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 sinking down. Okay. And he's like, you okay? And I'm like, all right, for right now. Yeah. I'll like, I was just like processing. Right. And then just as we were about to like turn off the lights and go to sleep, I lost my shit. 
I just started sobbing my eyes out because I knew, I knew no one was going to buy this course. I just felt it. I just knew it. I was like, no one is going to fucking buy this. No one gets it. No one got it. No one got it enough to buy it. And I could feel now in the past, there would have been, have been like these feelings of like, I'm not good enough. They don't like me. It's because like, I'm just not, you know, good at what I do or I'm not good enough at what I do. And that wasn't there at all. Like I'm fucking awesome at what I do. And I can say that with utmost confidence. There's nothing arrogant about it. I am really good. I am really, really good at what I do. That I know as a fact. Am I always good at communicating what I can do? No, that I know. That I know I'm not always the best at, okay? So as I sat here, just kind of like sobbing my little head off at this failed launch, right? Like I didn't know if it was truly failed, but I knew in my heart that it just wasn't. It wasn't the thing. And I cried and my husband kind of, you know, he was like pep talking me and like, not like just, you know, trying to fluff it over, but really just like, you know, like it's fine. You're fine. It's good. So, it, you know, maybe it didn't work out. That's okay. Like, you know, and just really kind of bringing me back down to earth. And so the next morning I felt a little bit better because, you know, I got that release out of my system and that felt really good. Um, I checked and zero sales. I did have, um, you know, someone ask a question and, and there was like a little bit of hope and then nothing. Um, but the funny thing is, is that when I, when I opened up my DMs, there was a woman in my DMs that I have wanted to work with for, I don't know, a couple years. Like this is a woman who is a bad ass. She is running a company. She is super successful. She travels the world. She's inspirational. Like she's awesome. And I have said out loud to probably to her, but also to other people, like I would chew off my left arm to be able to work with this woman. Like I know that working with me could just, oh my God, elevate her to levels that would just be so incredible. Like she's already incredible. Like this would just be like icing, toppings, (laughs) all of it, all of it, because she really deserves to like work through those things, those little things that are holding her back from being the woman that she truly is and the woman she wants to become. And this woman was in my DMs asking me about my coaching because she saw a testimonial from one of my other clients who is also a top level baddie. Okay. (laughs) The women I work with are no joke. They are, they are running businesses. They are running departments. They are crushing it. Okay. And I have a couple of men as well who are are doing the same. And so she's asking me about my coaching and she's sound, you know, she's like, a lot of the stuff that you say really, really resonates with me, you know, and that's why I avoid you a lot of the times. (laughs) I'm like, I get that. I totally get that. And so here I am literally like in the aftermath of the feels over a failed launch. Not one person bought this fucking course, you guys. (laughs) Not one. And I have a woman in my DMs asking me about a program that is 10 times the investment of this course, at least 10 times the investment of this course. And it was, to me, it felt like, huh, here's something to look at. My work speaks very, very loudly for itself. 
as well as when my clients speak about my work. It speaks very, very loudly. And I realized, okay, let's just like, let's just take a few steps back. Let's lick our wounds. We're not going to make any like solid decisions about this course yet, you know, but like, fuck, it sucked. Like it sucks, you guys. It sucks to have something that you spent a lot of time on. You've put a lot of energy into it. Um, and, and you know, it'll have an impact and, and no one wants it. No one wanted it. I didn't want to go out of my like Instagram the next day and be like, Hey guys, no one bought my course. That sucks. Like, you know, like I don't need your sympathy. I don't need your empathy. That was not, that was not what what I would want to do. Okay. Um, and I'm not talking about it like now in that respect, but it was able to give me perspective of, of a lot of things, right? There could have been people on that call that were just curious, like just don't really know me and are in the beginning of finding and discovering my work and are like, okay, you know, I don't think I'm ready to jump yet, but like, this is cool. Right. There could have been people who are like, I don't get it. I don't get it. There could have been people on the call that maybe I just rubbed them the wrong way. Maybe I'm just not their cup of tea. Um, there could have been people on the call that are like, you know, I really don't want to do a self-study thing. I want to do something live. I don't know. But what I do know is who I am and what I have to offer and how good it is. That I do know. So I can't feel bad. I, it's hard to feel bad about this particular situation when I know in my heart how good, you know, everything is that I put out there. And, you know, I'm not, I haven't been doing this particular type of coaching. I've been coaching a while, but I haven't been doing this particular type of coaching that long. And so when I look at other coaches who have like these crazy program sellouts and they're doing, you know, like, oh, I had a seven figure launch and all this stuff. It's like, holy crap, what am I doing wrong? But I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm just newer and a few steps behind and and figuring out what works for me. Maybe the masterclass thing is not what works for me. Maybe that's not my jam. Maybe there's something else out there that hasn't been discovered yet or that I haven't tapped into that works, you know, or maybe just that one in particular. Maybe I'm not meant to do courses until later on. Maybe I'm supposed to be teaching live. And so knowing myself and how I feel and trusting my intuition and trusting my gut and knowing that like, I'm always on the right path. I'm always on the right path. I actually dropped this course sooner than I had originally planned. And I think there was a reason for that. I think if I had dropped it when I had originally decided to, and it flopped like this, I would have been like triple devastated. You know, I have this big event. I'm meeting with a lot of amazing women And this was the course I was going to pitch because Pendulum, my group program, doesn't open again until June. So I was like, this will be a great like appetizer. I'm so glad. I'm so glad this happened this week. I'm so glad it happened this week because now I know that there's, there's just not a demand for it. And so I will likely pull it. I will pull it from my website, make it so it cannot be purchased for now. 
maybe, you know, dust it off and take it out later and, and revamp. I don't know. But for now, what I have been getting as a message is, you know, like when I think about what do I love the most, what do I love to do in my coaching the most? And the answer to that is group. I love teaching live and I love having a group of people. I love teaching live. Okay. I love it. (laughs) That's what lights me up. That's what gives me the most energy. So I realized, you know, creating a course is great. It definitely helps, you know, kind of package up what I do and make it more accessible and easier. But group is where the real magic is for me. Live coaching is where the magic is for me. It's what makes me feel really good. And then thinking about like, what are the opportunities for me doing that? And right now, you know, my pendulum program only runs twice a year. Do I have to only run it twice a year? That's the question I've been asking myself. And the answer is no, I can run it as many times a year as I want to. Like maybe we should do four times a year and then I'm just always enrolling and that's okay. I don't have to have this um, enrollment period where it's like carts only open, two more hours, go, go, go. You know, like, hey, we're enrolling this over the next few weeks, get in um, and we're going to get going and then, you know, we'll do this again in a few months. I think that feels really good. I would not have considered this had I not had this giant massive flop, (laughs) a flop this week. I wouldn't have considered it. I would have just kept going. You know, one of the things about business is when you have a vision, you have to understand that the how you think you're going to get to that vision isn't always the how you do get to that vision. And sometimes things work really, really well. And sometimes things do not at all. And maybe they don't work well now, but maybe they will later and you just don't know. And so you have to try things, but not frantically, you know, just like dipping into your heart and being like, what is the next step for me? And I did that this week. And, you know, my biggest messages were like, you really love live teaching. Why aren't you doing more of that? One. And two, hey, let's let's take more time to take care of ourselves. Let's dip more into our self-care, our physical health, our physical body. Let's do more of that because that feels really good. So I don't know if this has been helpful for anyone to listen to. Um, you know, like I said, I cried my eyeballs out, you guys. Like it was pretty devastating. Like it felt it felt bad. <laughs> The good thing is I didn't take it personally. It wasn't, it didn't feel personal. It just felt like, man, I put out a lot of effort for nothing. But in all reality, it wasn't for nothing. It's never for nothing. Any failure, any failed launch, any down will always have an up. It doesn't always, it doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean anything about you. And I think that's probably one of the things that I've learned the most in business over the years, especially, you know, with Rebellia, is that like just because something doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it says anything about me. It's not about me as a person. I know who I am and I know what I have to offer. And sometimes things just don't work. And so we get to we get to peel back and look at like why didn't this work? You know, maybe it was because I just kind of sucked at selling it. Maybe that was why. I don't know. 
you know, maybe, maybe my messaging was just crap. <laughs> and, and I'll get better. I'm not used to doing those things, right? And so I know that like, okay, well, if that's the case, if it was literally just because I suck at selling, if it's because I suck at communicating value, that is something I can absolutely improve on, of course. But it doesn't say anything about who I am as a person. It doesn't say anything about my heart. It doesn't say anything about my passion for this work. It's simply like I'm just not used to selling shit. And that's okay. I get to improve at that. Because selling is really just, you're just serving. You're just communicating like what your value is. And I'm just not there yet. I'm not a pro at that. And I'm okay with it. But, you know, again, having this happened, no matter what the reason it was for, no matter how or why, not one person was like, okay, this is for me. It, it shined a light on, okay, Crystal, what do you actually really want to do? Where do you really want to put your energy and your effort? And what do you love doing? Because the people who are meant to work with me at that level will show up without a doubt. So just keep in mind as you have ups and downs in your life, whether it be your personal life or your business or your job, just know it is not finite. It is not the end. It is not the end all be all. We get to learn from these things. We get to grow from them and we get to do better next time and every time thereafter. So I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And you guys, I love it when you tag me on social media. If there was anything that you really got out of it, please share with me. Please share with your friends. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story. Send it to a friend who might need it or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.